Hey, what's going on out there, everybody? Welcome to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. Uh, before I get started, I got a very special announcement to make. We are moving Clint from the producing role... Oh, God. <laughs> ...into the microphone chat role, so that Spotlight. annoying voice that you hear is, is uh, Mr. Clint Laurie joining us today. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where you were going with that, so I got a little scared. <laughs> you, knew, you knew it was going to be me being a jerk. <laughs> it's all good. It's all abuse. We're all good here. <laughs> and then we got Mr. Blair from BGS Northwest talking. What's up? And today we're talking a little bit because it's spring. It's a beautiful week out here. Well, it's going to turn cruddy, but whatever. When you're listening to this, you get the idea. And people are starting to think about bringing out those boats getting ready for springer season or buying boats, purchasing boats, getting boats ready, getting boats broken in. I've done all of those things recently. Do you feel like you're just running around in circles with all these stupid little things you got to do, like registrations and break-ins? Oh, the registration stung a little. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Mm -hmm. that's where you get to go pay your sales tax on it. But um, Mm -hmm. that stung a little. The lady next to me was like, whoa. She made a comment, and I'm like, what? She goes, that sounded like a huge number. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that's what I've been doing. I mean, all those things so you've you listed. Buy? So I went down to uh, good old Stevens Marine and uh, purchased myself a 20-foot Aluma Weld Adventure. Uh, brand new. I've never owned a brand new boat. So I won't lie. I was a little nervous until I got her home. And once I got her tucked away for the first night, then I started getting really excited. Did you take a hammer over to the side and just kind of bink, just hit it one time, put a dent in it, so then you know it's... <laughs> no, I'm not Cody Herman. That. I didn't take my knife and scratch it or yeah, anything you got to do that. Well, I did in the process of installing all the stuff on it. I uh, I did take a hammer to it and put some scratches in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so... The first one hurts the worst. Yeah, so once that happened, of course, and then the first little dock rash that I put on it on the very first launch by myself... Uh, <laughs> Um, so pretty now, much now it's just... going to be a flaming pile like <laughs> fireball going down the river of pieces and shrapnel and it's not, debris. It's not a trail that. of debris. It's going to look like a yard ski or yard sale just uh, the first time you tow it. It's not that bad. But I will say after I did that, I did bust the drill out and had no fear of drilling more holes in it after that. So That's a little unnerving. So you had to install a fish finder. What did you put in? I put in, I got a Hummingbird Solex 10-inch. Is So... The Aluma Welds are, or the Adventure is a little smaller than the Columbia's, right? So my little glove box is a little smaller. And to be honest, the 10 is almost too big. It fits probably a 7 or less. So, um, oh, but really? yeah. Yeah. So it, like next it, to your panel? Next to my panel. It's and the tight. problem is, on a, is the depth. So when I called, even Nelson was like, a 7 inch is probably what you want in there. But when I was measuring my 10 inch, I'm like, oh, this will fit perfect well, it's probably no not a lot of room to spare but when i actually went to hook the wires up on the back it's tight the, it's too tight because the wires and the connectors push it too far forward so a seven is probably what would fit in there best but i still mounted my 10 i just did it outside my box well you did it outside mm-hmm. on a ram well, mount you could have done a 12 you're right or 15 yep yeah and- <laughs> no i could have i'm so not gonna with the outside the outside install i'm i'm not gonna lie the the outside install is not a bad move because what I did all day today was deal with corrosion and um, wires and everything from that box being open to see your fish finder. Mm-hmm. Basically, my whole, whatever you would call it, motherboard with all my switches on a boat that's a year and a half old, everything back there is basically already 
Correct. Really? But you have to you have to put it in context. A year and a half old for your boat and how much you fish. Oh yeah, still six hundred days probably fished or sure. A like it's left. I mean it's yeah. it's more that that thing has seen more time on the water than some twenty year old boats. Yes. But that's also why like so on my where I put my fish finder yeah, uh, I have a, I carved a window into the the door and put some plexiglass behind it so I can actually just kind of look through it. And I will say on sunny, nice days, I keep it open because I don't get the double glare effect. But on them rainy, stormy, nasty days or plowing through the water, I have it closed. But then I ended up with a problem where when we started using live technologies, mm-hmm. I hooked it to the finder on the side. And as we were watching fish, and I'm sitting there telling guys, like, oh, man, here comes a rod, here comes a fish, going to your rod, you know, all that crap. The people would run to the back of the boat and want to look at the screen. So the outside install that you went with. Mm -hmm. I can say I told you so on that one. (laughs) You did. Yes, you were running that live long before I was. That's true. But people also, uh, it's nice with the way we're mounting them now because people in their seats can look at what I'm looking at. Yeah, they can just peer their head. They can see the depths. They can see, you know, if you have it on mapping or if you have it on, you know, downward sonar or any of that, they can get an idea. So, you know, kind of picking your place to to put that uh, put that fish finder can be pretty uh, important. Yeah, and it's basically in the same spot as my old boat, but it is on a ram mount, so I do have the luxury of, and yeah. the intent is to eventually add live, but yeah, we'll see. The, the, I've, been, I've been burning through cash pretty good here in the last month and a half, so. That's a new boat for you, though. Yeah. No doubt. Mm-hmm. What else did you put in there? So you had to drill a transom hole. So because, I did. I did do. Yeah. The, I did drill the transom hole, and then just like you, I got the little cover from uh, Stevens to put over the hole, and trying to do everything. You know, I'm pretty anal about my stuff and want to do it right, so I put a mm-hmm. lot of time and effort into doing it. So got all that installed, pulling wires. Um, I got a buddy, um, Blackhawk LEDs are local here in Woodland and he hooked me up with some LEDs. So got them all mounted in the gunnels and I'm going to put them on the trailers and have some, um, some big fog lights on the front for driving at night. So I don't hit logs and stuff like that. I need to talk to your buddy. All right. Yeah. Because I swear to God right now, I was literally going to be reinstalling some of my interior lights tomorrow on my yeah. set. Yeah, it's a lo- like I said, it's a local guy <laughs> here in Woodland, and it's uh, him and his wife, and what's really his wife's business. Because lights are so, like, you know, you don't think, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the courtesy lights that they put in the aluminum are fine, they'll get you by, yeah. but when you're, like, prepping in the dark, it's, like, crusher springer season, or it's, like, right in the middle of the thick of buoy 10 or fall season, and you're having to launch early, like, having all that extra light is mm-hmm. really, really nice, yeah. and I had a couple strings that I ran through my rod lockers, because I've had my boat now four and a half years that they, they one side, the half of them are out. The other side kind of blinks on and off. Oh, <laughs> it's just nice. kind of, it's time. It's yeah. time for some new yeah. ones. But you know, doing it, like I said, I'm pretty anal. So I got all the, the right heat shrink, all the different connectors that are Marine grade, right? Mm-hmm. The right. And the key is not to use like auto wire either. Like actually getting the, the, what is it? It's like tin coated copper wires that are for Marine to not have corrosion issues. Like buying all the right stuff and doing it right. is going to save you a lot of hassle in the long run as well. But, Big time. but I love it because they're in my boat. I got them all the way underneath the gunnel and then they extend back into my, my lock, like where I would put my fish finder, they extend into that. So, which is cool. Cause like if I have them on, then when I up. open it up, everything's lit up. When I open that glove box and look in there, 
Uh, so I mean, let's be honest, we're not getting any younger. So, you know, having that extra light, you know, for us old, for us old folk, yeah. you know, like when we're, it definitely helps. I'm the, yeah, I'm the token old guy in the group. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then I got uh fish fighter, got fish. Uh, see, I'm, I would normally yell at the boys if they did something like that. But anyways, <laughs> all my fish fighter stuff. So I installed the, uh, you know, the quick mount changeable um, anchor nest and um, the puck with the, you know, future Minn Kota. To be installed on the yeah. front. Um, I got the ex- rod extenders, the rod tenders, um, the I forget what he calls them, the little bumper things, so you can connect your bumpers and you can, you know, when you pull out your extensions, you can slide in the. Oh yeah, you know the, it's like a, it's like a removable cleat. Is yeah, what basically, is. it's yeah. like a, so you can have your bumpers already mm-hmm. pre-tied to the right yep. length, and then no matter what side you're putting them on, I can just dump them over, and they're right there, ready to go. And if I need to move them, I can do that. Um, so there was fish fighter stuff and then I just, you know, all the new safety equipment. So mounting my fire extinguisher, I kind of put it so it's like screwed in and mounted so I can grab it really quick. Um, you know, things like my nav lights, um, I'm super weird about stuff. So even like where my nav lights go underneath my rail or my gunnel, I don't know what you call that, right? Like Mm -hmm. the rail or the gunnel, I bought little mounts that the nav lights stick up into and same with like my boat. What do you call the boat stick? Right. Little hook thing. Wait, oh. You know what I mean? Like like the dock. Oh, sure. The like little, on a pole. Yeah, the pick pole. The yeah. pick pole, right? So using that for retrieving your anchor or crab pots and stuff like that, I got a different mount and mounted that. So everything has its place. It's all tucked away. I even use like countersink drill bits to get so when you look in my, my rails or my gunnels, it's all completely smooth and looks dialed. And nice. um, So, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I installed a fuse panel. I installed a battery charger. Um, I installed a, uh, battery isolator switch with mm-hmm. a start isolation in it, which I think is really cool. I don't know. A lot of people, mm-hmm. they have the, the Perco switch, but this one is unique and pretty cool that it always will give your start battery priority. So both my engines will charge the start battery. Once it gets full, then it starts feeding the house battery and it'll isolate them as well to where your house will go dead, but your starter never will. And then if you need to in an emergency, you can flip it to emergency. So basically my switch is only on an emergency and it does all the rest of the work itself. And it has a starter isolation as well. So when you go to start, it'll separate them. So your fish finders and stuff don't have a chance of blinking or turning off and getting those spikes. You have that too, Blair, with your, with your power steering. So do I, because the, the power steering, like the way they, they put those systems in at Stevens is like they install it. And what's funny about those is is not understanding exactly like where your kicker was charging because my kicker was not charging my number one batteries but my number one batteries where i had my downriggers and my live hooked to which i had them hooked to the incorrect battery oh. so then i was killing the one battery but only charging the two when the kicker was on when i was coconut trolling for a few yeah. days and so i had to kind of figure that stuff out yeah. the hard way yeah. Well, and that's another thing too, right? Like Stevens, I added the 115 Merc as the main motor, right? Mm-hmm. It's the max that you can put on the 20 foot Aluma well. But then that, the 99 kicker, and I think it's new for 2023, it being the EFI. So it's the EFI 9.9. And what I like about it too, is this is backup and emergency. It's still a pull start, pull start right? Yep. So even if I drained everything, killed everything, I can still get that kicker started with the pull start and it's going to start instantly charging and, and, re-powering re my my starting battery so what's incredible too about that efi is like i took 
I had it. I didn't run it for a couple months, like just because either crabbing or doing something where I wasn't running it. And then I'm like, I'm gonna try to pull start this just to give it a shot. And literally, yeah. it was like once it almost started on one pull, and the second I like even started to touch it on the second pull, it fired yeah. right up. Yeah, so I think you. Ha- I think cool. you're supposed to do one because one charges it for the actual firing. So I oh, think that's probably. What I think if then. you read it, yeah, <laughs> I think if you read it, the first pull is charging things up and building it up, and then the second pull should fire it. So I used to do that on my well, old, did. my old carbureted nine nine, but. So why did you go with the Adventure overall? Like, because that's a that's a Ooh. newer model in the Illumina lineup, and and I mean, there's Columbia Super V's, Free Drifters, Blackhawks. Gosh, I can't plus Pacifics. Yeah, what else am I forgetting? I don't know, probably there, all of them. There's a lot. The reason I I mean, after being on a lot of the Columbias and just mm-hmm. how they ride, um, and being on all your you know all the other guides and even down other people that have 21 foot, well, like Marlins 21 foot and stuff like that. I knew. That that hull design and stuff is what I wanted. And to be honest, I originally ordered when I sat down with Nelson at Stevens. I I ordered a twenty five foot Columbia. <laughs> That's what I put my deposit down on. Um, but it's a long wait, to be honest. And then um, I told him if hey, if any other spots come open, let me know. And he called me with an adventure spot coming open and more. A calmer head prevailed, I think, and I uh, the adventure is perfect for me. I'm not a guide. I take my two boys out most of the time, and honestly, now that I have it and it fits in my garage, mm. which that is which is there's no way wasn't. no, and not even probably a twenty a twenty one wouldn't. I mean, it yeah. fits in my two car garage perfect. diagonally with the swing tongue with about two inches to spare. So now that I've got that for someone like me, it's perfect. I didn't have to mess with doing something on the outside of the house and cover. And to me, I can leave my fish finder in it, all my rods. I leave everything in it ready to go. So when, as soon as I'm done with work, I pull up, hook up, and I'm to the launch in 15 minutes and fishing. And when I'm done, I dump it back in the garage and, and I leave everything in it. Having that ease of use and having that kind of stuff saves you so many hours of yeah. just dealing with stuff. Back when, Back in the day when I used to have my sled kind of stored outside my backyard, my old place, like... Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'd have to spend so much time packing stuff in, packing stuff out. Every day, every day it was like two hours worth of work that I was oh, yeah. doing for that. So if you're out there looking for a boat, like consider consider that. Oh, it's the same. Because then it's like you get home from work and you're like, oh, should I do I really want to go fishing? I'm like, oh, I got to get everything ready. Got to haul it all out. Got to make sure I don't forget anything, you know? And it's like. Plus wear and tear. Oh, for sure. My first yeah. boat I had, I had to store it. I stored it outside in the weather and it just like. I can't believe how many years it added on to it having to just, yeah, know, it's not, it's that. not good for him. I don't like, I mean, I love mine. Cause when I pull it into the garage, I'll open up seat. Well, that's the other thing. The fish fighter seats. Have you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. The, with the drawers. I think I'm the only one with them so far. And dude, those things are awesome. I mean, I've heard that. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. you have to check They're them too out. Too nice for my boat. Oh my gosh, they are so <laughs> awesome. I'm not gonna lie. So, like my old boat, when I pulled in the garage, I'd open up all the different boxes mm-hmm. and the bins, and mm-hmm. you know, and just yep. let everything air out. It dries out, and I think it really helps with moisture problems oh, and yeah. everything else. And um, you know, and then the other thing I installed too, the battery charger. I put the plug. I mounted a plug, like connected the battery charger to a. Uh, watertight plug that's mounted in the side of my boat. Yeah, so I can basically just, once I back the boat in, I can open up panels and my extension cord is right there. I just plug it right into the the back of the boat and it's charging the batteries and 
yeah, so I went I went a little crazy. Lots of purchases. I'm trying to think what else I installed on it. But what what do you guys when you guys have purchased your boats or now that you guide, what are things that you guys added to your boats that you would not do without? Two things that I'd keep on my boat. Like if I sunk my boat in the middle of the Columbia River tomorrow, I'd order another one. <laughs> the two things that Don't would go that. on the front of my boat would be my Tarova and my fish fighter rail system and how I have the rod holder set. The rail system. Absolutely. Uh, I'll never own another aluminum boat without them. Like ease of use with tops, heaters, configurations, fishing, you know, three, four, five, six people by yourself, whether you're sturgeon fishing, salmon fishing, like the ability to just quickly move and slide those those rail systems, like just no question. Like like I said, every boat I own from now on will have that. For yeah. Sure. What about you? You just got them. We just put them in for yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. So I I just added them, and they, they are sweet. I, I haven't got much time on the water with them yet, but um, Tarova for sure. Um, and mine mine is when I back it in the shop every night, I, I have a little thing that I just have to flip up, and I can plug it in. I don't have to lift my battery box or anything like that. I would say that's a lifesaver because it keeps me from having to jump in and out every time mm-hmm. um that's been one of my my favorite things um yeah what else I mean, really? do any of you guys have a radio because i hear a lot of people they're either like radio or no radio i have a jbl box that marlon i think got me as a birthday gift about <laughs> seven eight years ago that's still bumps and sounds good and then bluetooth it right to my phone have, and that's that's, a, that's where i because i had i had a whole like water quote unquote waterproof speaker system in my old yeah. super v and i mean i it was top of the line like jbl water marine everything boxes that were supposedly sealed um that that None of it lasted a year. And the amount yeah. of rain and stuff that you're, you might as well just take five gallon buckets, just keep dumping it right on it yeah. for freaking three weeks straight and see it happen. So I, I opted against going in the radio and just went, but the, the yeah. new boxes, those little waterproof. So, yeah. Well, that's, do? I didn't put in my old boat had a radio and I did like it, but going out in Traeger's boat in his yeah, Columbia, he's, he's, got, like he's got, he's got, yeah, he's got <laughs> four of them and they're all up. synced up. Yeah. And it's cool. Cause it's like you pass them and you don't really hear it. But when you're in his boat, yeah, you can hear it, and it sounds way better than any of the stereo systems. So they're so good now, yeah, and the battery lives are do. so long. Yeah. And, and then just I, waterproof, I, portable speakers. That, yeah. I mean, they're everywhere now. I have my customers like if they have a playlist, I'm like, yeah, plug in it. So you'll yeah. just see the gone catching JBL thing. Hit yeah. that and freaking yeah. Ooh, the other thing away. that I wouldn't go without fish fighter garbage can. Ooh, I almost I had I had too much in my shopping cart at once, so I kind of. I split it up. That but. fish fighter, <laughs> that fish fighter garbage can is just so handy because you always just end up with like, oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. Well, he's he's got three, right? He's got the normal garbage can. He's got the the like captain garbage can. It's a smaller, thinner one that you can put yep. in the back towards the captain. And then he's got the El Duque, right? <laughs> the one that's like, is that's that the one you I got? got. You okay, got the El Duque. I got the, the El seat. Duque. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I don't have the seat. <laughs> that's, oh. where, that's the whole point of the El Duque. Yeah. I just, I think originally it was just for a garbage can maybe, or it serves as both, but yeah. I just use it for a garbage can. Well, I could see being a guide though, having that on a boat for certain clients. The and El Duque? Well, the female clients or no. something? No, no, not not to actually El Duque in it's it, bucket, but it's bucket, boat ramp, or bank. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's All it. Right. 
Most I don't of, have the mounted El Duque. No? Well, apparently I do. I just don't have the seat. We can get you one. Yeah, there you go. I need to get the seat. Cameron knows a guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. Trust me, man. This appreciate you guys listening. This wasn't going to be uh this wasn't going to be like we're not trying to like you know, brag or talk about like some no. of the stuff we put on the boat. But man, if you guys are out there and considering like purchasing a boat or adding to it, like some of these things, you know, um, just through the industry and just through the fishing addict stuff that we've done over the years, like we've just really learned and kind of accustomed to. So it's pretty cool. Clint's got himself a freaking nice new adventure. He's going to get out I'm there. He's got to put first blood in it. I mean, you, I mean, you know, all the money in the world can buy all this cool stuff. You still I have know. to know how to fish, I bud. Know. I know. Well, it's got, got it's got one, one day of rods actually in it fishing. It took, you know, when you buy a brand new boat too, four hours of engine break in yeah. between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was... That, uh, annoying. I, but I did it in a day. I went out there and Marlon, I kept passing Marlon. I was just going <laughs> up and down the river for four hours. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> Marlon was fishing and I finally got done breaking him in. And that's when Sharon got off of work and Marlon's like, Sharon wants me to pick her up. I'm like, I can go get her. I'm just driving in circles anyway. So I went and picked Sharon up for him. But anyways, I got, oh. That's one, important to do. It is. It's very important to do. And since mine is new. You know, another thing I installed on the Mercury is that Bluetooth thing, yeah, right? So on the oh, main, I, forgot that one. I got the Bluetooth thing. It, it just, it's just plug and play. You just pull your cowl off, you plug it in, and out on my iPhone or my iPad, mm-hmm. I see all my engine stuff, hours. It'll do maintenance. It'll even, like, when I get home, it'll send information. I can pick Stevens Marine, and it'll send my boat information to Stevens Marine and help me schedule stuff or have them call me to schedule um, but then the other thing I did on my kicker, since it's brand new right out of the gate, I installed a little Hobbs meter on it, which you can buy on Amazon and it's, you can just, you wrap it around the spark plug wire and zip tie it on. And that senses somehow through the wire that you wrap around the outside of the spark plug wire and it starts ticking and keeping track of the hours. So I did that on my, on my kicker. Oh. Huh. Uh-huh. Like 10 bucks on Amazon. If you go into Stevens Marine, they sell them too. They're hanging on the shelf there. They're just this little tiny, probably. They're a little more expensive? No, they're probably the same, to be honest. They're probably, <laughs> I don't know. I just never looked. I mean, I saw them when I went in there to get more fish fighter stuff because I, I needed more and I saw them hanging there, but oh, I already ordered, animal. I ordered mine on Amazon. Well, hopefully you guys idea. got some good ideas. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, now don't forget, so before we leave this podcast, we have to remember we will be posting pictures of Clint's new boat oh. on the Addicted Facebook page. So, as always, low hole. Uh, low hole with uh, with authority. Well, you have <laughs> right in front of him. You don't give a rip. Drop your lines right in front of his boat with reckless abandon. Just go for it. No regard. Well, I, and we're I, gonna start the low hole movement again, bud. Uh, whatever. I, I mean, if I was smart, I would have just tried to blend in with the crowd. But you know me, I am very visible. So the boat is gonna stand out. You're gonna know who I am, and you're gonna be able to find me. But don't low hole me. <laughs> Picks are coming and videos coming. You know it's going to be great. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you on the next one. See ya. See ya.